all right because it's it there's a lot of work that goes into it and it seems the words there's a couple empty chairs up here if you need to sit closer <clears throat> what's that <laughs> they did <laughs> yep jumped right off the page at you so I, I I appreciate it and I don't say it enough and we uh, you know we had the service for Joe Terrell yesterday and, and I came in very early yesterday morning to make sure the, do- the doors were unlocked because so, they were going to deliver uh, flowers and things and when I got here the parking lot was already plowed now that might not seem like a big thing to you until you realize that the three people that normally plow the parking lot in that order, Kirk, Greg Parker, and Tim, are all in Florida. So they took care of making sure that it could be done. Not only that, but the cleaning of the building while Meredith was out of town. So uh, just the gifts and talents and people that take care of things in, in ways, people that greet here, people that make sure that things are done and tables are set and food is cooked. And I really have kind of the easiest job. The people out there that really make it, uh, really make it happen. And I just want to say that uh, I've, the people that I'm in Toastmasters with, they have all been to this building. And I remember uh, one of the, the members of Toastmasters came and, and she told me, she says, your building is absolutely spotless. It smells good. It's clean. It's the first thing that I notice when I come in. And I thought, oh, I cleaned the whole building, you know. No, it wasn't me. But it's, it's the people who do their work. And when people come and say, boy, you have a friendly congregation, it's more than, it's not me. I'm, I'm at the bottom of the list. But it's you who are kind and, and generous and make sure that, you know, our best foot is forward in, in all things. So I, I just want to uh, say it <clears throat> in trying to live a, a grateful and thankful life and being thankful for those, those things that, uh, that each of us uh, does to make it because everyone has their part to play. As we come into the Exodus chapter 20, we'll back up just a little bit and we'll sort of set the stage, because what's going to happen in Exodus chapter 20 is the giving of the Ten Commandments. So we, uh, they, have, they have made it out of Egypt, they made it out of Goshen, they have crossed the Red Sea, and there's much discussion as to exactly where they crossed in the Red Sea. I've seen some very good uh, footage of where they are just sure that's where they crossed because they have these old chariot wheels and, and things are lying at the bottom of the sea. I don't know exactly where. It, I'm not an expert on it, but I play one at home. As, uh, as Moses laid that, that staff and the, the Red Sea parted, and they walked as on dry land. Uh, they had a celebration. And we come down to Mount Sinai. We're pretty sure we know where Mount Sinai is at. There's always, when someone says that we're sure it's here, someone says, no, 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 that can't possibly be it. Uh, so we won't, it'd be nice to go into that, and we'll all buy tickets and go over there one day and take the tour. But we come to Exodus chapter 20. And Moses is going to be taken up to the top of the mountain, and God is going to give him the Ten Commandments. The same Ten Commandments, well, in God wrote it with his finger. 
there's, there's two instances in the Bible to where God writes. Do you know where those are at? There you go. Here's, well, we do the twice of which he, he wrote it on the, on the tablets. And how big do you think those tablets were? We always get the picture that they're this big, that wide, and there's two of them, and they're like that thick. Anybody, anybody ever pick up stones as a farmer? Do you know how much that one? Now remember, when they get ready to, uh, to uh, as they're going to make in the last part of Exodus, they're going to make the, uh, where the, uh, someone help me with the term I'm looking for here. That's uh, going to, the Ark of the Covenant. They got the Ark of the Covenant, and it's in the mercy seat that sits on top. And he says, "And when what you're going to put in there? There's a couple things you're going to put in there. You're going to put the the rod that budded, Aaron's rod that budded. You're going to put in this little jar of manna, and you're also going to put in there the tablets with the Ten Commandments on them. Now, it'd be a great honor to be a Levite." who's going to carry these things. And by the way, when they would, uh, when they get ready to move, when the pillar of fire and the uh, column of smoke, and when it, when it goes up and they set out, when they would have to cover that up, it's always covered up. Whenever we see them in the movies, they're carrying it and it looks like you can see the mercy seat. No one got to see the mercy seat except for the high priest. And those that looked at it and weren't supposed to, died died by the thousands in some cases because we go to the book of 1 Samuel in which the Philistines captured it and all those people that thought we want to see what's in it how many of you have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah that scene just one of the great scenes in movie history it really is I, I think there's a uh, uh, people began to want to know more about the the Ark of the Covenant but when they were getting ready to move it they would the tradition was that they would walk backwards so that no one would see it. Remember, it was behind the veil, that same veil that was torn in two when Jesus was crucified. They would go and they would throw that blue, uh, I want to call it a tarp, but it's a, a blue cloth over top of it so no one would see it. And then they put the poles into it, they carry it. And this, it was smaller than this. But in all of this, uh, Moses receives his instructions. But right here, these Ten Commandments are the same Ten Commandments that were uh, Another copy was made later but uh, because Moses threw those down and broke them. But uh, those same Ten Commandments, and now in English, the same Ten Commandments that we find on our government buildings in Washington, D.C., carved right into the doors. Imagine when they become up in arms and they want to tear those out because they say, we just don't want to see the Ten Commandments anymore. The same Ten Commandments that are in Alabama that are that are the, forced the one of the men on the uh, high court in Alabama to take those out. We, we just have no tolerance for the Ten Commandments because they're religious. But the basis of uh, of what we have for a law is based on the Ten Commandments. Uh, I have a little sheet, and okay, here we have the Ten Commandments. As we look at these, are really the uh, if we if we go back to the earlier, I don't really want to go into the history of our country, but when we look at what our country was based upon, and you go back to the 
founders of our country. And when we say founding fathers, there's about 255 of these altogether who are founding fathers, not just George Washington and John Adams and, and John Jay and those, but there were a whole host of people. And almost to the person, by and large, they agreed that the values that formed our nation, the Constitution and our laws, are those which Christianity teaches. Now, you'll hear people say that it's Judeo-Christian values. That's what they call it today. It wasn't Judeo-Christian, because remember, Jews could not hold office in the United States, nor could Catholics. Read your, read your history. That's what they say. But it was based upon, by and large, what the New Testament taught. These were the values that, that Christ taught, and Christ taught about the, uh, the Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments that we have in the first four uh, the first one really is, I am the Lord. We talked about this a little bit last week. I am the Lord your God, Exodus chapter 20, verse 2. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. There's, there's the, the very foundation. Now, some people might erroneously think that these were the first set of laws that were ever made in the world. Well, they weren't. How many of you know about the uh, Hammurabi, the Code of Hammurabi? It's in, I believe it's in the London Museum. It was, it preceded the Ten Commandments. It was a, uh, I believe it's a um, made out of stone. There are controversies to what exactly it's made out of, maybe basalt, but it's, but it's hundreds and hundreds of lines of the laws that Hammurabi made. And it was a code that they have. We think, well, see that? They knew about laws. But there are others besides the Hammurabi. And I have them listed here. The code of Ur-Namu of Ur. And Ur of the Chaldees is where Abraham. And I'm, I'm telling you this all for a reason. The code of Lipit-Ishtar of Isin. The laws of Eshuna, written by Bilalama uh, or by Dadusha. This will be on the test, by the way. Another collection, which uh, Martha, Martha Roth calls a law of X, which may simply be the end of the code of Urum Namu. Yeah, they are laws. So that's a law. Yeah, they are laws. And they, they put together these codes of laws. And the same as, as we have our Constitution. Then we have the Ten Commandments. And never was a law so concise as the Ten Commandments. Ten, and really six of them that, that apply to you and I as to how we treat one another. When Jesus was quizzed by the scribes, he would be asked, what's the greatest commandment? Because that was the discussion. We ask today, we might have that. Like, what is the what is the what's the most important commandment that we have? People want to say, well, which is it? Yeah, love one another. Love God. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter six: Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. It only uses three of those. They use four of them in the New Testament. But heart, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then Jesus also says to love your brother as yourself, love your neighbor as yourself. And the man wishing to be justified says, no, who is my neighbor? 
you know, Jesus has to answer. And he answers them all perfectly. So they consolidated those laws into it. Like it wasn't, okay, should we honor our father and mother? Is that the greatest one? So they cut right through it. And really the first four, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, that sort of consolidates that, even though we're, uh, it'll say specifically that in Deuteronomy chapter six. And then the last six, beginning with honor your father and mother, you know, it has to be, has to do with loving your neighbor as yourself. So we, we sort of put that, and we think, okay, the, the first four commandments were written on one stone, front and back, and then the last six were written on the front and back. On that. We don't know exactly how they were written, uh, in spite of what we might see in Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. But man had written laws before this. Well, what would we say about laws that are written by man? Those laws can be changed. And who is this Hammurabi to tell me what his basis of laws? They say, well, it seems, it seems logical. They, they seem like good laws. But nonetheless, they are laws that are made by man and are subject to change. If you think that our Constitution is written in stone, go to Congress. And what does Congress spend their entire time doing? Change, well, arguing, yes. And changing laws. Adding, you know, the, uh, the Bill of Rights and then all the amendments that come to that. That's, that's what's happening in our Congresses and other things, I'm sure. And, I, and I'm not denigrating them, but I'm just saying this, the... Uh, the basis of man's laws are always being upgraded because, yeah, they're called lawmakers. You know, it's, it's one of those three branches of, uh, of our government, you know, the executive, the judicial, and the, uh, the lawmakers, okay? So those three doing the checks and balance, and, it, and it's not going to be a history lesson on that, although it would be nice to be on the test. But all of these laws, and Hammurabi is it's in the London Museum, I believe, of history, uh, it's thought to be a great thing, but it is still man's laws. And now we have the Ten Commandments. Now, who would like to argue with God about these Ten Commandments? Because God begins by saying, I am the Lord. I am Jehovah, your Elohim. I am not one of those that looks like a cow snake, or the Nile, or anything else. That, because remember, these Israelites have been in bondage for all these years, and they have been absorbing the culture of the Egyptians. And if you don't think they were, while Moses is up getting the laws, you know what they're doing? Well, yeah, they're down there having a good time. And, you know, as to what as what's happened to this Moses, we don't know what happened to him. And and when Aaron is asked, why did you make this little calf? He says, well, you know, they didn't know what happened to you. And I threw this gold in the fire and out came this idol. That little golden calf. Why? Why was the golden calf? Well, that's exactly what they had seen in Egypt. It was one of the gods that they had. They had to make something because, well, God has to look like something, doesn't he? He has to. But God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. 
you shall have no other gods. And when it says gods here, it's still, it's Elohim. But we put a small g on that. You shall, there are no other gods beside me. And you shall not make for yourself a carved image or a likeness of anything. 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 Does that mean anything? What part of any is like your parents would ask you? I'm even gonna, what part of no don't you understand? You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, in the earth beneath, or in the water underneath the earth. Is there anything else? Is there any other? Is there a loophole built into that where they say, well, you didn't say. You didn't say inside of tree. Or you didn't, no, he covered everything. It's not supposed to look like an animal or a crawling beast or it's not going to look like the stars. You're not going to worship the sun. Fish, nothing. He covered every aspect of this. Nothing left to guess. If he had not put that is in the water under the earth, then they could have said, well, you didn't say that. But really, when he said, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or a likeness of anything. It should have been enough. It should have been enough. But it's very comprehensive. He says, and you shall not bow down to them in verse 5 or serve them. For I, the Lord, I, Jehovah, your God, Elohim, am a jealous God. And the first God there in verse 5 is Elohim. The second one is El. And El is really the singular. I am the Lord. You're going to think, well, why is one plural and the other one singular? Well, that's the way that we identify that there's being only one God. But Elohim takes in at that time. Remember, you don't have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit until, when does one become a father? <laughs> when you have children. So God is not the Father yet. He is the, the Ancient of Days. And this, who Jesus, who John said in John chapter 1, says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So we have the Ancient of Days, as Daniel calls him, the Word and the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's, that's the Elohim. That is the, we call it, there's not three gods, but there is three in one. He says, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Wait a minute, you can't have je jealousies, that's not a virtue. Why is God a jealous God? And is that a bad thing? Okay, because God knows that there is no other God. And there's no competition. And jealousy in this case is not a bad thing because if it was a bad thing, then God couldn't be perfect, could he? But God knows. God knows. It's, uh, if you talk to uh, uh, Dawkins, uh, the uh, famous atheist, when he talk about, well, where did everything come from? He'll ask us, well, who created your God? <laughs> God is from eternity. But then when you ask them, well, where did this, where did all of this come from? And he's forced to say, well, 
we think that perhaps one of the alternatives is that an alien civilization brought it to us from another place, which begs the question, who created those aliens? And you have to keep going back and back and back, and you'll never solve that one. But that was one of the, one of the answers. But God says, there are no other gods besides me. Period. Yeah, and he's not throwing a temper tantrum like a little child. It goes, you can't worship other people, other gods. Not like that. He says, because God knows he's the only God. There's no question about it. And he says, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Wait a minute. And, And several times this is used to the third and fourth generation. He says, when you... And I, I'm not going to ask the question. Any alcoholics in our, our crowd here? But uh, you use it for anything that, that someone has made really their God in their life. How many generations does alcoholism affect? Oh, it's only this generation. I can drink all I want because it's only hurting me. Would you really like to, to get a good idea of what it looks like? Go down to Safe Harbor and look at people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol and see where it has brought them. And then ask them a little bit about their family. Well, my dad was an alcoholic. My grandpa was an alcoholic. And I will sit here and argue with you that it is a generational thing, that it goes on and on. Visiting to the third and fourth generation. Who does it affect if we choose to worship other gods? (laughs) Who do you think children are going to learn from? (laughs) Yeah, it could be. But it, it doesn't affect just you. It is going to affect the generations to come after this. And if anybody doesn't think that, they are fooling themselves. They had to learn a lesson. Had that entire generation, 20 years and younger, is going to survive it. But those 20 years and older, he says, nothing, I can't do anything with you people. can't do anything with you. You're grumbling. You're given to idolatry. You were raised in Egypt, and I, I just can't. Yeah, yeah, it still is. Um, but he says, I'm showing steadfast love to the thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. He says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. That's a pretty tough one. I, whenever I hear someone say, swear to God, swear to God, first thing that crosses my mind, and this is me, this is my own weakness, but whenever I hear someone say, I swear to God, that's the truth. You know the first thing that I say? No, it's not. Because you're trying to convince me of something you don't need to convince me of. If you just say your yes is your yes and your no is your no, 
And some people, when they go into court and they're asked to testify and they say, uh, you swear to tell the whole truth, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and some people say, uh, I'm not allowed to swear, but I will affirm that everything that I'm saying is a yes and a no. Yeah, I've seen that. I affirm that whatever I do I, I is telling the it. truth. Yeah, it's one of those. And, you know, and, it's, and it's not just that, that but there's, it goes so much deeper when he says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And that means really every aspect of your life. If you call yourself a Christian and you are not beholden, it doesn't mean you can't fall, but, but if you go out and do that, what are you doing to God's name? You have taken his name in vain. By claiming to be one thing, that's what hypocrisy does. He says, remember... The Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male servant, your female servant or your livestock, your sojourner who is within your gates. And here's the one where he gives the reason why. He says, for in six billion years the Lord made the heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. And he rested on the seventh billion days years yours doesn't neither does mine but if you're into the gap theory in the day age that makes perfect sense to you but that's not what God says God says this for let's see oh for in six days not six thousand years not six million billion six days and a day is a day in Exodus 20 the same as it is in Genesis 1 Hebrew scholars will tell you that, that why is that the only place in the entire Bible to where you get to make day, not a day? For in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth, the sea and all is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Who? He created, he created everything full-grown, yeah, in, in the beginning. And so when he says uh, this, uh, who is the Sabbath for? The Sabbath here is for Israel. That's how you'll know, because he tells them, the Sabbath is made for you. And Jesus will affirm that when he gets there. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is what identified, just like circumcision is what identified the Hebrews. So, if that was true for the Hebrews for circumcision then, then it must be true today if we want to use that same, well, the Sabbath hasn't been done away. No, the Sabbath is what identified the Jew. but these are Israelites. They won't become Jews until they go into captivity. That's what identifies them. We're not Jews today. We're not beholden to the laws of a source of justification. That's why we don't observe the Sabbath today, because the Sabbath is what identified them as Jews. Now he gets into the how many bells have rung? That's the second one. Had to ask. Okay. 
All right, we'll finish the uh, Ten Commandments next week.